Hi, Onyx family. Welcome to the Onyx Life, where change comes with challenge. Today, we will be talking about burning your ships. My name is Merthel. And I'm Rita. And every episode, we take you on a journey, moving you from the struggle life to the Onyx life, creating happy homes and financial empires. Today, we're going to be talking about burning our ships, burning our ships. 500 years ago, around 1519, or in 1519, Hernan Cortez decided, you know what? That treasure that the Aztecs had looks pretty good. Hmm. I think I want it. Since he desired it, he decided, okay, we're going to go for it. Now, picture this. Where was Cortez from? He's from Spain. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So picture this. You have about 500 soldiers, 100 sailors, Mm -hmm. and you're going to go conquer a civilization. Okay, a civilization, not, not just another ship. No, you're just going to take your little group of men and you're going to go and conquer thousands of people. You know what? I got to give it to him. <laughs> that is some guts. It was. It was a lot of guts. I'm sure he said to himself, you know what? They probably only have spears and daggers, you know. But the we thing- got guns. We got this big ship, <laughs> right. you know. But the thing is, his, his, his crew was not convinced of the success either. They were like... No. Some of them are just like, you know what? We, we, we need to steal some ships and we need to just hightail it out of here. <laughs> because how are we going to conquer a civilization? We are, they, they were probably thinking we are completely outnumbered. This right. is a hopeless situation. So, so they were going to steal their own ships yeah. and just head back to Spain. Like, I'm heading back right now. It's no, not worth it. Actually, they were loyal to Cuba. So that's interesting. They were actually going to steal their ships and actually run to Cuba, which made it kind of awkward for Cortez because he his wife was Cuban. Okay. So this was interesting. So anywho, they now were faced with a leader who had the all the intention in the world that this was going to succeed. His right. campaign of death basically was going to succeed. And he gets wind of the rebellion. And then he says, oh, you know, oh, oh, you want to take the ships? You want to take the ships? Okay, how about this? And he sets them on fire. He burned it. You know what? That reminds me of like the 80s. You know that song? The roof, the roof, the roof is on. Oh, maybe not appropriate. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Basically, Cortez was saying, this is all or nothing. This is 100% commitment because now... You have nowhere to go unless you're going to swim. Now, now let me let me back it up. They landed in Veracruz, Mexico. So, okay. you know, they would have had to swim from Mexico to Cuba. I mean, I don't know about their swimming ability, but you know, this is this is dangerous waters. Right. This is this is not that you know the the Atlantic Ocean, we're in the Gulf here, but still. Still. Wow. I it's you know, it's hard for me to think of a time when people are trying to swim to Cuba. I mean, I'm, I'm so used to this generation where people are trying to swim out of Cuba, but. I know, I know. So basically. Yeah, it must've been tough. Yeah. Out there in Aztec land. 
he set about doing what he needed to do and so they so they burned know, their ships i think we know the story um well at least what happened with the aztecs and yeah he did that yeah so what it, what ended up happening did they get the gold did they you know get what they came for yes actually they actually did it 600 years no one was able to take down the aztecs but when there was a group of determined men saying mm-hmm. that they were going to survive, mm-hmm. that was it. See, Nothing could stand in their path. See, I've heard of these stories before. Um, not this particular one, but just, you know, I kind of heard of these analogies about burning your ships. And, you know, I, I get it. The The whole concept is is that if you really want to get the best out of yourself or, or it, for the sake of the argument, you know, if you're a general and you want to get the best out of your men, the only way you're going to get them to fight and get that buy-in is if you burn your ships. I mean, that means that there is no way off of that island. There's no way off of that that land. There's no way to get back home. So if you're going to get back home, you got to beat or conquer the enemy. Right, right. The When you have a safety net, you have a ship to go back to, you're just not going to fight as hard. You're right. Just, you're just, you know, it's, it's you're going to give it some effort, but you're not going to give it, a hundred and fifty percent. You know, at the end of the day, I have never heard a story about someone burning their ships in their own harbor. Never. I've never once heard of a general. So these people aren't crazy. They're not burning their ships just because they lost their mind. They're burning their ships because it is a tactic. It right. is trying to bring out the best out of yourself, bring out the best out of the men. Because at the end of the day, those men, when they're fighting and they're thinking, man, you know, I miss my wife. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, I miss my food or I miss the comfort of my home. You know what? This is not worth it fighting these Aztecs. You know what? I'm jumping on that ship and I'm heading back. But when there's no ship to head back to, you're going to fight. You're going to fight. Well, I think the interesting thing we have to think about, too, is Cortez himself Mm -hmm. deciding that this is his direction. This was his plan. Right. Because he knew that this was a psychological game with his men. Mm -hmm. This was a psychological game. You have, you know, about 600 people and you have thousands, thousands that you're against. Um, He knew that the first way you win a battle is through the mind. Absolutely. And so one of the things we're talking about today is burning our ships because we have to look at our life and we have to wonder what, are the ships that we're afraid to burn what are we what are we afraid of is it is it a current job is it uh your the comfort of the paycheck that's right you know that that's right you know there's so many there's so many things um maybe your job gives you a certain level of prestige or you've accomplished a certain amount of right what about credibility what about a relationship right what about a deal that's no longer working out Absolutely. You know, there's there's uh, a lot of different ships that we are afraid to burn. Um, but in our story, I know that you actually have an experience of burning a ship. No, absolutely. I, I, I would agree. Um, you know, uh, you've shared your side of the story uh, somewhat. We were when we were living in Canada, um, I had actually been a pastor for about 17 years and i was pastoring out in canada in toronto canada that's where i was born and raised and where i actually met rita i met rita at um while i was doing my undergrad work 
after I graduated, we had went back to Toronto and I started my pastoral ministry. And I always had a passion um, to for family ministry, uh, to do family therapy, to do family counseling, to help families. It was a passion of mine. And I wanted to do it through the spectrum of ministry as well, um, just helping the families. And I thought that it would be, you know, just a great idea to be able to merge the concept of family from a biblical perspective um, and help probably even hundreds of people, if not thousands of people um, through pastoral ministry. And so when I would prepare my sermons on the weekend, oftentimes I would prepare messages that would be able to help families and to be able to empower families. And so, um, so that was kind of my life for a while. I went back to school and I got a second uh, degree. I got a degree in marriage and family therapy, Masters of Science in Marriage and Family Therapy. And so I've been doing that for quite some time and I was able to not just have a pretty successful ministry and family ministry, but also to have a successful uh, business, family business, uh, therapy business where I would go around and I would counsel couples and um, couples that were getting married, married couples. And it was a really good business that I had going in a, in a thriving ministry. My father had been a minister himself. He was actually very interested in family. So I kind of took after my dad and so kind of picked up that mantle. So what ended up happening was when Rita came to me and when she came to Canada, while my um, while I was in my harbor, I was in my harbor and what nobody ever burns their ship in their own harbor. Why? Because you're comfortable. Right. And if somebody comes into your harbor and threatens your home, you fight with everything that you got, because if they conquer you, you have nothing. So you almost have that that element of environment where you fight hard because that's your homeland. But, you know, but for Rita, that just wasn't the case. No, that's and I didn't have the same thoughts as he did. I was ready to make a change. I was ready to burn my ships and leave. I, this was just another stop for me. Right. I did not look at Toronto as the place where I wanted to necessarily settle down. Um, it was just a personal decision and a personal um, preference. I wanted to be um, somewhere warmer. I wanted to be <laughs> closer to my family. Right. So there were things that I was looking for that I didn't really feel in Toronto. Beautiful city, um, but I wanted to settle down roots somewhere else. So when I had the opportunity, I wanted to take it. Absolutely. And it, it makes complete sense in that sense because, you know, if you're not in your own harbor, then then you have more motivation to burn your ships. I mean, burning your ship of being a nurse when you do not like being a nurse is going to be just so much easier than burning your ship. You That's know, right, because I never thought of nursing as something permanent. I thought it was something that I was going to do until I found that other thing I was doing. But because I never thought of it as permanent, I was ready to go. So for me, though, um, I was at home and um, and I had my family business and I had my family ministry and I felt quite comfortable. And um, so I would be counseling people, you know, um, for hours. I would, you know, we I would set up part time and and go from home to home and couple to couple and family to family. And and I saw it as a great opportunity to address a large congregation to be able to impact the lives of more people. But nobody ever burns their bridges in their own harbor. 
And if I were to ever become more, I would need to burn my some bridges um, or to burn some ships. And the challenge was as I was way too comfortable. I was way too comfortable. And now that um, my ships have been burned and I burned my the reason why I burned my 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 ships, um, which was, you know, my family ministry and, and family business is because I really wanted to support my wife. But the challenge was, is that I wasn't really ready to make that move because I was so comfortable so that when I did end up making the decision as, you know, I felt the pressure to kind of, you know, be there for my wife because, you know, this is her opportunity, but I wasn't ready to make that decision. And so I felt a bit of resentment because I made the decision when I wasn't really ready, just based on just internal pressures that I had. And just overall, because of course, you know, here's an opportunity. Rita is going to be able to have her own business. And, uh, but I really, when I stop and think about it, I say to myself, would I have ever made the decision if I didn't have those pressures? I don't think I would have because I was so comfortable. But now when I'm looking back now, I am so grateful that um, that Rita was able to have that opportunity. I'm so grateful for the pressures to actually make that decision. Um, I've been able to completely reflect and look back and feel silly for even being resentful or being having any angst over that decision because I have been now able to see where my ship or where my journey was supposed to be. I've been able to move now from, we as a family especially, have been able to move from impacting hundreds, if not probably sometime a thousand people to now impacting millions. And um, I don't think that I would ever have been able to do that in my own harbor unless I burned that ship. Well, you had the experience of being the soldiers and I was basically Cortez. Right. Because you were being forced. And <laughs> I, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. And I agree. I knew that he was waiting for the perfect circumstance to say, I want to, before he would say, yes, let's go. But the thing is, you know, Cortez knew that there would be no perfect circumstance right. in order for him to go and conquer. He wasn't going to get thousands and thousands and thousands of soldiers. He was not. Right. He would never get it. It would never be a perfect scenario. He had to work with the soldiers he had. Exactly. And that was my take on our situation. We have to work with what we have. Right. Uh, we're going, and when we go, we're going to make it work. I will find my job. I will. I will find another job. I will start this company. We're going to make this work. I'm going to find a place to live, and we're going to do this because it's sink or swim. And and she and she did. And I'm so proud of you for doing what you did. You absolutely made it happen at a time where you know I couldn't make it happen. I was Canadian, and I couldn't necessarily make it happen, but. Rita, you you really you really did it. Uh, but during that time where I had to make that decision, I needed a Cortez in my life. I needed someone like you. I needed someone who wanted something so bad that it was like not being able to breathe. You yes. were not in your harbor, and right. you wanted it so badly. Right. I when I was I felt like I was in a foreign land, and actually I was. I was in Canada. I was in a career that I had never thought of. I was in a culture that was completely different. Um, I was a pastor's wife, which was wow, living yeah. in a fishbowl. Right. I was away from all of my family, all of my friends. 
I got pregnant right away after the wedding. So it, I was all of a sudden a new mother. Um, so, and this was, of course, I left years later, years later, but you st- I started off basically our marriage in another harbor. Right. And then I said, okay, I'm going to stay here for a while. And I always thought eventually I'll be able to move to my own harbor where I feel comfortable where I feel like, you know, everybody knows my name, you know, a cheer right. situation. But and I always and I always had, you know, I always would say to Rita, you know, we are going to do it someday. Yes, we, we are going to move to the States and we're going to be able to do this. And, you know, we're going to move to, you know, you know, where we went to school and we're going to be able to do this and that. And it's just interesting. But I can honestly agree and admit that I can't see that ever happening if you did not burn the bridge. If you did not have that circumstance and if I didn't make the decision that I'm going to burn this bridge and I'm going to come with you and I'm going to support you in, in, in Florida. And that pressure, I needed that pressure because I needed something that I did care about. And one thing I cared about was you. So that's, that was the pressure. But if I didn't have that pressure, I would have been so comfortable. I would have stayed there and I would have been comfortable going into homes, one-on-one counseling sessions, pouring out all my soul, pouring out all my talent, you know, and one by one. And sometimes, you know, maybe a dozens or hundreds in the congregation pouring out the talent that was given to me, the giftedness that was given to me, the passion to help families and relationships. But it would have stayed there. But because I burned my ship and I and you gave me a reason, you gave me a reason to be able to burn my ship. And because I did that, I now can honestly say that I am so grateful because now I'm able to speak to millions and we speak to millions worldwide. So it's not just a local community that you're we're impacting. Now we're impacting people from all over. We have people Talk, calling us and texting us from Japan, from Dubai, everywhere, from just literally, everywhere, literally, literally. The, the whole world. And, you know, just like I'm sure Cortez had a fight on his hands with his own soldiers, it was not easy. No, it wasn't easy. There was a lot of resentment for a long time from Merthel, a long time. And um, it was not a good situation. I felt a lot of pressure. I felt like I must make this succeed. And I felt like failure was just not an option. Right. It was not an option. And what was scary was when I knew that, oh no, I brought us out here. I burned my ship and I don't want to do this medical company. <laughs> oh no. It's the equivalent if if Cortez said, let's burn our ships. And then like, and then, you know like I don't really want that treasure. I don't really want that. <laughs> I don't really want that treasure anymore. Um, you know, jokes on you guys. Changed my mind, guys. Uh, yeah. Let's 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 go take a let's go take a dip and let's just take a dip all the way to Cuba. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was just like, I felt like, oh no, this is it. But and that was basically the conversation that we were having it was basically like you know what i don't think i want to be the president of this company i don't think i like this anymore but 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 the thing is by the time i knew that i didn't want to do the medical company i think an important point that we need to emphasize is that marthel had burned his ship he felt like he had nothing left to lose right right so so tell 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 them about where you just got to faith-wise and where you just got to so Beyond the fact that right now we're speaking to millions. In fact, I, I just want to make this point that I, I we celebrated last year. I, I don't know, like every time that I used to go past a McDonald's, 
it always used to say 99 million served, 99 million. I always be like, when is it gonna get to that billion? I mean, it has to have been at that billion. And then all of a sudden one day I looked and it was like one billion. And it was just like, oh wow, like one billion served. I never thought that I could actually say that we would be a part of that McDonald's experience. But last year, coming down into December, we actually hit 1 billion views on our channel. And that was really awesome. It was really amazing to see. On one of our channels. On one of our channels. I mean, we've had other channels that hit half half a billion. We've right. had other channels that have hit hundreds of millions. It's it, you, I mean, I'm sure we're at the point it's now amazing. where we've passed 2 billion views collectively. Right. But I mean, it's just it was just a really riveting experience to see that one channel hit a billion. And then, you know, just to know that we have hit over... 2 billion people that have viewed us. And so I could have never imagined that. Never in a million years would I have imagined that I would move from being just this guy that really has a passion for families and helping people get through challenges. But the irony of it all is, is that it took for me to go through a personal challenge in my own family and in my own marriage. And it kind of made it just that much more relevant when I sit down and I talk with people about family challenges because when I experienced probably one of the just the worst things that I felt ever happened to me was when I left pastoral ministry and left you know my business my family uh, therapy business and I was sitting in the United States in Florida and I can't work because I am a Canadian resident I don't have my immigration yet my wife it's, is it was in process yeah it was in process my wife you know, she's the only one that can work. I'm seeing her work her tail off, but I can't do anything really tangible. I'd go, of course, I'd drive with her. I'd stay up with her, you know, to, to, to give that kind of support. But I could not do anything as a man. And for 17 years, I have never, never not worked full time. So it just it was so foreign to me to be in a position where I'm not paying the bills and calling this and making sure that this is happening and making moves. It was the first time in my life. So I was just bitter. I was just bitter. It was the worst time for Rita to be able to come to me and say, I don't like this medical company. I mean, that was the last thing I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear, no, we came out here to get that gold and we're going to get that gold, right, you know, right, right. <laughs> because of the sacrifices that I felt that I had made. And, um, and so that's kind of like the context you know, that we were that, that we were in at that particular point in time. But it was rich because when Rita came to me, eventually told me that, you know, this medical company, oh, you know, she explained everything to me. I had been listening to it all along. So I kind of knew that this was not really the ideal opportunity in a, in, a, in a natural sense of entrepreneurship where she would have true ownership and she would have true say. It was a, a setup where it, could be that she was just doing all the work, but in title, you know, she would be uh, named as, you know, executive. And that was just not good enough for us. But I was willing to, you know, go down that road if there was really nothing else. But Rita, under that fire, under because she had burned so many ships prior and she had, was determined to to really get the true sense of what her passion was in life. There was one more bridge to burn. There was one more ship to burn, and that was this medical company. That's right. So we were at a point where when I had come to him, he said, listen, we had already started um, our foray into entrepreneurship, and it was working for us. He saw already that we 
have burned our ship before and things worked out. If I burn another ship, it will most likely work out. Right. So he would tell me, hey, you got to do what you got to do. I was expecting um, a bigger fight. I was expecting a disappointment and all sorts of things. By this point, I think he had made peace with coming to Florida for the medical company. And when I was ready to make another switch, I think he was like, well, we can do it. Right. Because at that point in time, you know, I had learned a lot of lessons through my hardship. And so I could preach very well on faith, but, you know, experiencing faith was just another story. And through that hardship and watching how, you know, God had really taken us through, I was just amazed at how he was really taking us through. It was just, it was giving me the faith that I needed. And so I was just like, let's do it. Especially when, you know, she researched this thing on YouTube and she was just like, you know, I really think that we can do it. We threw ourselves into it. You know, our whole family set aside some time. Um, we're a praying family. So we, you know, set aside some time to pray and we just threw and put ourselves into it. And, um, and when we did, we got tremendous success in a relatively short period of time. And at, so now we are sitting on this gold mine of an idea and an opportunity to truly have our own, to truly be able to have a family business, to work together as a team, or Rita could continue to be the president of this medical company where she's going to like just throw herself into it and actually really be this worker bee. Right. And she had to make a decision. Is, is she going to put her nursing license aside for the very first time in a very long time and just completely depend on this entrepreneurial journey that we're about to go on, which started in YouTube, but now has branched off into so many other areas from Amazon into, you know, merch right. and so many other things. So basically the medical opportunity, if you haven't listened to a, our previous podcast where we explained that the medical company, while I was going to have the most shares out of all the partners, I basically had to get everything up from the ground up by myself. I had to do all the administrative work and then I would also have to do all the clinical work, the staffing, everything, everything you could think of. And in exchange, I was going to have a percentage of the profits that were coming in and of course the shares. But the problem was, what did it take for me to get that? See, I have read stories where people left a million dollar companies or billion dollar companies or and or high profile jobs to go and teach surfing in, you know, Chile. I have heard these stories and I never understood it. How can you walk away from all that money? I understand now. You walk away because it's not worth what you're doing to get it. Right. Life is not just about the money. Life is about the whole experience. And I lost myself. I was chasing money, right. chasing the status. That's why I went three rounds of going to be a doctor um, and just chasing. And now she dream. would be the president of a company that would right. have doctors underneath her and nurse right. practitioners and who, administrators. Who wouldn't want to be the CEO? Oh, right. I'm going to be the CEO now of a company. But I had to answer to three other partners who are, who are very nice people, but at the same time, I didn't feel like a full partner. I felt like I was the worker horse. I felt like, you know, they were there and they were like, okay, report to us what you've done. Well, 
do you guys report to me what, what you're done? doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. So right. we got to now think about this in a different way. I'm supposed to be a full partner. Oh, but you are. Okay. So we had a meeting, Rita, before we called you for our official meeting. How does that work? Right. You have right. a pre-meeting before our meeting? I didn't feel like a full partner. Right. So I had to make a decision. Do I want to do all this work and build, continue to build our family business? I wanted to put my time and energy 100% on Onyx, the Onyx brand. Right. And I decided, no, I'm walking away. I'm burning my bridge. I want to work full time with my family, right. see where we can go. And because that is, experience like, was what I wanted. Right. Because just like wealth is not just money. Wealth is not money. The Onyx life is not about money. The Onyx life is a deeper sense of wealth and satisfaction. Rita was coming home and she was working several hours on end. She was going into communities um, where sometimes she didn't really know what to expect. Oh, yeah, um, so I have. I had to drive with her where, to be her quote unquote bodyguard. <laughs> OK, let me let me just tell you some of the stories. So sometimes I would walk into a situation where there would be a gun on the table or a big knife or a rusty saw. One time I went into a house where it was like pitch black and there was rusty tools. There was a bat, all sorts of things. And I walk in and I'm supposed to be doing this appointment with this um, teenager. And he says, well, I turned on some of the lights for you because I usually like it darker than this. You guys, it was pitch black. <laughs> it was pitch black. He was pale, pale as like a sheet of paper. And he, I, I saw something else lurking in the corner and it was, it turned out to be some roommate that might've just woken up and this is like two o'clock in the day. I, I needed to get out of there. Right. And, and, and I, you know, of course I was with her, but you know, being in the car, you never know what could happen. She can't get to her phone fast enough, whatever. And once something happens, you know, it's kind of too late, you know, right. if someone's and, dead, they're already dead. And know? I, and I applaud the nursing community or any actual career that goes home to home. That because there are people who cannot leave the home. Right. More power so I to do you. support that. But for me, I knew I was in a scenario where I just I couldn't take the stress anymore. On top of that, I, I have issues with dogs. I do not know. <laughs> I, I, and I, I like dogs. I've had two dogs before. Shadow and Shady. We're about to get. Um, that's a whole nother podcast, right? <laughs> um, we're about to get our daughter, um, a little dog. And our dogs that we had before were huge. They were huge. So it's not that I don't like dogs, but when I don't know the dogs, when I'm going into the house to do a service, some dogs can get pretty, um, um, they can turn into like a guard dog. Why are you touching my owner? You know, don't touch him. Right. And and it's just like, I had to walk in and everyone would say, oh, don't worry, don't worry. He wouldn't hurt a fly. Mm -hmm. He would never, he's never done this or he's never done that. Well, I understand that, but it, there's no telling what he can do with me because I have to actually touch you. I have to put a stethoscope on you. Yeah. I've got to, you know, do And things. everybody said, he'll probably just lick you to death. You know, that's not funny because, right. <laughs> because he probably will do a little bit more than lick to death. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was a scenario where I was just stressed out. And I know that not everybody is like me. Not everybody needs to be like me. If, right. if going home to home speaks to you, the autonomy was great. Just not oh, yeah. being inside. The money, money was pretty good. Money too. was excellent, but also not being inside of a building all day. You know, being out in the sunshine. You know, you're able to kind of do your own schedule. That was nice, and I appreciated that part. But it was still not worth the stress for me 
Because right. I and I I had other colleagues who were like, oh, I love going home to home, and I love all these new dogs. That's you know more power to you. <laughs> but for right. me, it was it, it that did not resonate with me. And and you got to know yourself. You know you got to know yourself. Like I we were reading Crush It and Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk, and he was like, know your DNA. Right. Know what you like and what you don't like. That's important. You can't go into entrepreneurship. If I were to choose an entrepreneurship idea where I had to go now and meet new dogs every day, I mean, forget that. <laughs> just, 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 just close that shop down now and go to a nine to five because it was not going to work. Right. But then there, there's somebody out there that's probably listening and they have an idea of becoming a nurse practitioner and starting up their own nurse practitioner model. And they don't have problems with dogs and they have a plan as far as going to home to home and, and meeting strangers. And so that's great. That's wonderful. Like more power to you. And that's a great model. Uh, it's a great business model. And it's needed. It just was not for us. Was not for, for me. Us. Yeah. It wasn't for us and and um and so you know so but what we experience now the onyx life that we experience now and what we promote is to be able to find something where you can have financial freedom but it is a part of your dna it does resonate with who you are to wake up in the morning with my wife and not to either i'm gone before she's gone or she's gone before i'm gone but we actually wake up together and we're able to kind of bond with our entire family before we start our day of work and of course like i said we homeschool so because we homeschool we're able to have a portion of our day where we are committed to our children's education. And so we're able to, you know, fulfill that part of the day and then be able to launch into our business. And it flows quite well because some of their education merges in with the business and learning curves and learning things that are related to their passion. And so it's just and that, you know, if you listen to our first podcast where we're talking about old school and new school of doing things. That's the Onyx life. I mean, it's it's just amazing now for me to work side to side with my wife and with my children. It's 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 remarkable. And that's to me, that's wealth. That's right. That's and true wealth. I recognized this is what I wanted out of my life. And I had a difficult conversation with my partners. I told them, uh, you know, I really need to make some adjustments here if I'm going to stay on. And one of those adjustments was that I would do the administrative work and I would stay on with that and I would actually work with people um, to train them to do the clinical portion because I figured, you know what, I've made this commitment to this point. Let me at least give them um, some time for me to work as uh, the administrator. And hey, if it worked out and I could stay as the administrator, that's just another stream of income. And you really wouldn't have to burn that bridge. You would just be right. able to... Right, but know. I wouldn't have to go to homes anymore. I wouldn't have to stay up all right. night charting. I wouldn't have to check, you know... You could hire somebody um, and they would be able to do some of those right. things. Check and test results, write prescriptions, do refills. Like I, I could mm -hmm. put away part of it, stay with the background stuff. Um, that did not fly <laughs> with my partners. They were like, well, you were supposed to do the clinical. Yeah. That was the deal. I know, but you know, this is not something that cannot be changed. Right. We need to be flexible here. Absolutely. Because during that year and a half, when I was building up this company, I didn't have, I didn't take a penny from them. A penny. I, we had to move I, ourselves I and everything. Yeah. yeah. I had to now um, look for a job and then I got, ended up getting like four jobs mm -hmm. to keep us afloat. 
while I was doing everything else with the company. Right. And that's not. And I think the small stipend that they gave us for moving, we paid them back. Paid it them wasn't back. even something that was exactly. like. You just know. like a couple thousand right and we paid them back but after that we didn't get a penny right not a penny for living expenses nothing we did right. everything so at, from my mind it was like okay um you know what give me this give me this opportunity to continue to build what i have with my family and still be able to you know to basically be in part of the company still this company that is at this point because of my contribution. Right. And you had done so much to build it up to where it was. Right. And instead it was met with, you know, some anger from one of the partners, confusion from a couple of other ones, like <laughs> how you would actually leave, you would actually leave the opportunity to be a CEO of a medical company. Listen, folks, it is not all that it's cracked up to be. Mm -hmm. I could form a company tomorrow called, um, you know, uh, you know, story.com story or Storytime LLC and say I'm the CEO of it and all I do is tell stories all day. That does not mean I'm going to make money. Right. So the point of that is just because I was a CEO of a medical company does not mean that I'm going to be making, you know, United Health money, Aetna money or anything like that. Right. Or I'm going to be making the CEO of your local hospital money. It doesn't work like that. Right. You it have to invest years. so much in order to start years. getting that turnaround. So yes, I the can average walk business, away. what is it that they say? Like it takes five years before, you know, most businesses tank within exactly. five years. Exactly. Most of them just tank anyway. Right. So there was, there was no way. I mean, imagine trying to build up my family business, which was successful then, at that point which in was time. Really it was successful. really successful. Right. And then on the side now, do all the administrative work, plus go and do all the marketing, plus do all the hiring, plus do all the clinical work. Right. No way. So at least let me hire someone to take off some of the pressure. That didn't fly. Right. And that's kind of that's kind of the model. That's why I said it promised to be an entrepreneurial experience, but it kind of was looking more like just another same old, same old working for somebody. And they kind of, you know, taking advantage of the fact that you need them and they don't need you as much. And right. most of you are in probably jobs right now as you're listening and you're like, yeah, I get that. Like my boss comes to me and, you know, they will you know, pass me over for that raise or that promotion. They'll have me train somebody else. And the next thing you know, that person's taking over. Like a lot of unfair things happen. And you're generally just not valued for who you are when you do not own your own company. Or how about you're in a job and they say, hey, we want to promote you to supervisor of, you know, dot, dot, dot. But you don't get any more money from it. Right. You just get more responsibility. More responsibility. Exactly. You just get a new title. Well, that's basically what I got. Exactly. Exactly. That was exactly it. I mean, we had to move ourselves. You had to do all the work. You were building everything. You were doing all, but you weren't getting the compensation. And they got a bonus because you were actually contracting with other people outside of that company in the local community hospitals and the to be able to sustain your family. So here you're doing, you're sustaining your family and they have nothing to do with that. And then afterwards, now you're building up this company and they're not paying you a red cent. So what's that? That is to me. And just to say you're now the CEO, just right. to say. And then when it goes up, they're just going to get this free money for what? Right. Like it was just almost like to give you the opportunity to say. So like you're out there and you got that promotion and you're not getting that raise and they're using you to do all the stuff for the company and you're killing the game for them. But there's no compensation. 
it's time for you to stop and think I, about whether that's a, a ship worth burning. And I think it is. I was embarrassed. I couldn't even tell my my mom, my friends, my family. I mean, they knew I was out there. They, they But what they thought was that I was somehow getting um, some compensation for all the work that I was putting in for, you know, a year and a half. And I didn't want to tell them that, guys, I was so desperate to make a change that I took a, a bum deal, basically. And um, But here's what it did. What it did, hun, is it allowed you to see your potential. Right. If you were able to build this company from the ground up, like what you did, and you were able to, you know, get everything in its place, and you did it without anybody giving you anything, the light bulb went in Rita's brain. Wait a second. I don't need anybody to succeed. I can succeed by my own initiative because I have what it takes. And that's kind of what we're saying. Like, we want you to understand this. You have what it takes. Many companies that you're working for are huge name companies and they actually need you. What you have to value is, is that they actually need you. Right. But what they did was they played their cards and they said to me, okay, well then why don't you sell your shares and then we'll hire someone else to do, you know, the clinical part. I said, wait a minute, but that's what I'm actually asking you to do with me on the company let's just hire someone to do the clinical portion right and i'll stay on to do the administrative what the administration oh no 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 what it was it was control it was control they just wanted to have a worker bee they want to have somebody that to be able to control to say listen we need this and because we have the money you're going to do it because you don't have the money but then, but we, then did. we did have the money we so, did have the money because, so, because although we, it started out as them putting in the money and while i was going to do the work during that I, time period right rita was researching and exactly. we started to launch our own business and while we had our own business i was able to take a portion of our money and put in equal shares into the company so that i would have a voice at the table right i was supposed to have already had that voice but i knew money talked right so i took our money from our own company and Put I invested that, yep. and I said, no, I'm going to have a voice and I'm going to be heard. But uh, that, that, that doesn't work <laughs> out well work. because no. their vision was to have somebody under their control to be able to tell them what they can and can't do. Um, just imagine you now being the president, having equal money that they had on their side of the table, but now we have it on our side of the table. And now we're saying, okay, I am not just the CEO of this company, but I also have equal shares. I put my equal shares in. There's nothing that you have given me. Now you are really empowered and you're really in control and they couldn't handle that. And at that point in time, we kind of knew that the ship was going down. And so, yeah, you so, know, so burning, burning a, a, a ship that's already sinking is, you know, maybe not the same, but. Right. So they thought I was going to fight over my shares. I, when they said to me, so why don't you just sell us back your shares or give up your shares, basically, and we'll go and hire someone else. I said, OK. Right. I said, all right, if that's what you guys want to do, that's the decision you guys want to make. You can we can go ahead and move forward with that, because if someone gets to know me, they will understand that I don't fight with people over money. Right. I don't. I don't. Money is the cause of too much evil. evil. It is. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna die over money. Right. I'm. I'm not. I'm not gonna get into a situation where you know I'm going to court. No. You want the money? Take it. Take it. I will make it back some way somehow. And we did. 
And and that's the thing. Um, you were able to say, listen, the time that it would take, what you want me to do with this company, you want me to stay as a worker. And I can't be a worker and at the same time be a boss in my other company. I can't do the same two thing things. Right. I can be a boss here and a boss there. That's right. Because then I can manage my own time. I can manage my own schedule. I can do everything. I can manage myself around it so that I just have another stream of income. But you're trying to be my boss. And that just wouldn't work. And so Rita burned her last ship. That was I it. I did. No, no, actually, I burned that ship, but I still had my licenses. I still was, um, I had my national accreditation. I was like, I had everything still. My, my ship was, I think, officially burned when not only did I leave the medical company, all, I let all my licenses expire. Right. I let my national um, certification expire. Right. And now we, we're in a state where I'm not even licensed to work here in the state. Right. Never so. had a license here. So n now everything is completely like that's my past life. That's there's, our past there's life. A, there's a before and after. And there was, mm -hmm. there's a nursing and then after nursing. Right. Nobody's writing us any checks. You know, there is nobody writing me a check. Um, we write our own checks. You know, we are able to have our own company and have our own income. And that is a very nice thing to have, to be able to run things um, from. Right. And, from and I just want to, you know, just uh, update that since that time, we gave it some space, me and those um, those individuals. And we're actually I'm on good terms, I would say, with probably two of them. Um, one of them I have not spoken to. Um, he had his vision and when um he doesn't get what he wanted you know he and the thing is it's not a personal thing i have seen other people who've had other business dealings with him once they have left his business or once they have moved on he's just treated them pretty callously so this was just you know right. a, a actual eye-opening experience to know i was about to basically be married to a person that did not resonate with me and my values for I don't know how many years so you know sometimes you have to just look at your burning your ship as as just a thing like a positive thing right a positive thing like we saw um, the movie only the brave we loved it and um, it was the true story of those firefighters out in Arizona right who um, yep. basically Love during that a, movie. right during one of the a fire basically all of their what is the not troop, but their their yeah. department? Right. Um, Nineteen of them, which made up their department, died, and there was one survivor, or was it eighteen? The point is that there was only one survivor, and that survivor in that fire um, survived because he was at a different point in the mountain, and he was on that point being a watch out, a lookout guy, because he had gotten bit by a snake bite. He had gotten bit by a snake earlier. You know, maybe week a week or, or two. Right. And so, so he's he was recovering. still recovering. So they said, you be our lookout and we're going to go and fight this battle, this this fire over here. And his their position was where they, they actually got trapped and then they were burned by the fire. He was over there. Now, at the beginning, he was like, well, I don't want to be over here. I want to be on the front line. Oh, the snake bite. And he was, you know, he was sad. He was upset. And... um when he was able to now probably look back, he saw that his snake bite saved him. Right. And so now a running thing between us is when, when things go down, sometimes I say to my husband, look, that, that's, that could be our snake bite. Right. We need to not stress about it. We need to not, you know, say, oh, no, you yeah. know, 
the, the medical company was my snake bite. I could have been so much in debt. I could have been in um, a miserable, stressed out situation right now. And so when I let go and I said, I'm going to go do this, I'm, we're going to do this full time entrepreneurship, family business. I could have looked at it like, man, Rita, another thing you're walking away from. Right. But the, but when you get into um, a business partnership with anybody, like you said, it's a marriage. It's it's you're going to be in it for a long time. You're going to be sharing a lot of responsibilities, making decisions together. It has to be the right fit. It just absolutely was not the right. Fit. I mean, I since then, I've had the opportunity to get into business um, with someone else, actually. And this person, I just knew we do not fit and so i had the confidence to know from the very beginning i'm passing we're, on this. we're not going to do this right. <laughs> but i'll tell you what was a great business fit and that was rita and myself it's a perfect fit in the marriage the way that we partner with our children the way that we partner in our business um i am so glad that i burned my bridges i burned my ships because I have seen the reward of burning my ships for my wife and for her opportunity. But the opportunity that I thought it was, it wasn't even that. It was something that was even far greater than I could have even imagined. And it permits us to work together. And we're going for the gold. And it's not like Cortez. It's not that type of gold. The gold that we're going for is the Onyx life, where we can have a wonderful, happy family life, where we can you know, work together and watch our children grow and see all their skills and their giftedness developed in them. And they're creating a brand alongside with us. Um, it truly is a situation where we are creating happy homes in a financial empire. And I just want to declare right now that I am so glad that I burned my ship. Me too. I'm so glad about that. Thank you so much for joining us today. We just want to let you know that show notes can be found on theonyxlife.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube. Please check us out. Get to know us. Share, with us, share this journey with us. And um, hey, let us know if you burned your ship. We have on the website a place where you can contact us. And you can also ask us any questions that you might have. Business, relationships, um, anything, really. We're here for you. We love to, we want to get to know you. And we want to, to be welcomed into the Onyx life. Absolutely. Now go live that Onyx life where change comes with challenge. See you next time.